Hi everyone, it's Father Eric Ma. I just want to talk about this recurring pastoral problem that you find time and time again as a priest, um, namely this idea of you know, people not really knowing what to confess when it comes to confession. So certainly when it comes to this particular issue, um, you know, obviously it depends on, on what the underlying issue is for people, right? So for example, when it comes to kids, um, sometimes it's simply a matter of becoming more aware of relationships, right? So going beyond your immediate family, uh, going beyond your siblings, going beyond your parents to consider, again, other relationships with your teachers, your friends, your, uh, your classmates, and so on and so forth, and to think about um, kind of obligations and duties that arise from those particular relationships. Another thing to consider basically is to broaden out sins beyond actions to omissions as well, right? So to ask yourself, what have I done, but also what have I failed to do, right? So that can be helpful as well. Sometimes with adults, um, it can be as easy as like trying to find a good examination of conscience. And so I appreciate, you know, that can be easier said than done. But if you look on, on the internet or you kind of like look around, look at different um, Catholic books and, and, and Catholic bookstores, eventually, hopefully you can find examinations of conscience which apply to not just your, your particular age, but also your level of spiritual maturity. Because honestly, what happens a lot of times is adults go into confession, and it's not because of a lack of goodwill, but based on what they've got, like they bring in basically a, an examination of conscience for kids. And as you can imagine, that's not entirely helpful because, you know, basically you're not a kid anymore, right? But anyways, um, let's say beyond that, you're still having issues coming up with things to confess, right? Something I might recommend, this might not be the thing pertaining to yourself, but this is something I find time and time again. People often have a skewed notion of sin. People often have a skewed notion of sin, right? So the thinking kind of goes like this, like if I acknowledge in a certain sense that I'm a sinner, then um, what choice do I have but to give in a certain shame, you know? Um, and how can I reconcile that with the fact that at least I'm trying, I, I think, to love God above all things, right? So a lot of people fall in that particular category. So just to kind of clarify it from a theological perspective, right? So you're created in the image and likeness of God, right? You can't help but aspire to the good, right? So um, not only are you created good, not only are you a child of God, but you can't help but, again, aspire to the good. So all that is, is foundational stuff, no matter what your particular spiritual background might be. That said, uh, to quote Bishop Robert Barron, the only reason why God hates sin is because sin is bad for you, right? Because the thing you got to remember, right, is just how much God actually wants for you, right? God doesn't want you to be merely satisfied. He wants you to be fully happy, fully alive, completely free, all those things. And so um, when we dig deep and, and try to identify these sins, basically what we're trying to, to do is correspond to God's deep desires for our lives, right? So that's a more um, appropriate and healthy way, perhaps, to look at the notion of sin and conversion. So given all that, what do I do? Well, something that might be kind of helpful is to talk to friends, right? You can't underestimate the fact that, um, you know, God often speaks through people, right? He speaks through the people of God. So even on a very basic level, right? If you think about someone who, who somewhat knows you, right? Chances are that person can, can name probably like five or more things that you could work on to become a better person, right? But I would suggest, you know, even though that might be the case, to kind of go beyond that, right? To, um, to pick out someone who, who really knows you well and ideally is very much grounded in, in the spiritual life, has a certain spiritual maturity, right? Because oftentimes what people do in terms of like naming our faults, they kind of focus on things which kind of annoy them. But, you know, real friends focus on things which will actually make you better, which will help you to become more authentically the person that God is calling you to be. So let me give you an example in this regard, right? So basically, I remember back in the day when I was in the seminary, I was like struggling for a whole variety of different reasons over the years. And I remember talking to one of my good seminarian friends who knew me, right? 
And basically, you know, I, I, at a certain point, I couldn't take it in a certain sense. And so I asked my friend, like, what do you think my, my issue is, right? And the thing that's interesting is that when he gave me the answer, before I tell you what he said, when he gave me the answer, it sounded like something which had always been on his heart, you know, but I guess he was waiting for the right moment uh, to tell me. And, and this was that moment, right? So basically what he said was, that, you know, Eric, um, I think you can't forgive yourself for being you. And it's kind of embarrassing to say, but, you know, it's it, what he said was true. And I think I was laboring under a false and limited notion of what it means to be a priest, right? And so, you know, people tend to forget that, you know, priests, seminarians, like we used to be people too, right? And so I think on some level, I was still laboring under this false and, again, constricted notion of what it meant to be a priest, you know? So a priest is what? A priest is old. A priest is, you know, white. A priest is typically overweight and ideally Italian, like whatever, like all these things, right? I mean, it sounds silly when you, when you name it out loud, right? And um, But I, I think on some level, I was kind of resisting that and thinking like, well, you know, Lord, if you're actually calling me to be a priest, if you're calling me to the priesthood, like why would you make me me, right? And so... I felt kind of sad in a certain sense because I felt like the Lord wanted me to to not be me to receive this vocation of the priesthood, right? And what's interesting, and this is the point, right? Once my friend named that for me and I, I recognized it corresponding in my heart, then in a certain sense, it kind of set me free. Like he named my demon, right? And I guess the thing I want to impress upon you is that like good friends, good holy friends who are actively praying to um, moments of fraternal correction and, and trying to discern the prophetic word of God and reflect it back to you. They can be really helpful conduits of grace in our lives. And the idea is that you will recognize um, the voice of the shepherd speaking through them because it'll have a certain vibe, right? You always got to go back to this idea that the voice of Satan is condemning, the voice of the shepherd is always convicting, right? And so even though God's voice speaking to you directly or mediate through people, might require um, a certain conversion, which is painful, a certain dying to oneself. At the same time, um, you'll recognize that in spite of it, this is calling me to new life. Like it shouldn't lead me to a place of shame and being on my hands and knees in the sense of self-hatred and whatnot. It should be, again, this notion of no in favor, regret, or yes, right? And that was certainly the case in terms of this conversation I had with my friends. And the thing I want to impress upon you is that that's possible for all of us, right? So perhaps take a mental inventory right now and just think about the people in your life, right? So who are the people in my life who I can be honest with and who might be honest with me, who, again, ideally are, are very much steeped heavily in a spiritual life, who desire very much my good, and who are willing to point out to me ways I can grow, ways I can be healed, ways I can become more fully, again, the person that God is calling me to be. So hopefully that's a little bit helpful. And may God bless you all.